Good morning, good afternoon, and good night. What's up? Greetings, Earthling. What up, what up, what up? It's in the demographic I identify They're connected to our president. I think an ignorant voter and a non-voter are one in the same. Who does that? Under, Under his watch. His watch. What know has something, he done bro. about police reform in this country? Nothing. Greetings, Earthlings, and welcome to Unsolicited Genius. I am your curator, Carlton Ennis, and I am with one of the many happy San Fran fans, Mo Laffey, and the complex and creative Craig Lindo. On today's show, we will talk about RoboCops, CP throwing bows, and Jay-Z's preference for a little bit of ice in his tea. We hope to give you something to ponder. What up, what up, fellas? What's going on? What's going on, my brothers? How are y'all? Good, mm -hmm. man. Happy Monday. Between sky and earth, ain't trying to touch dirt. Right, this guy right. with this happy Monday. <laughs> yeah. Just gotta try. Gotta try. Gotta Happiness try. is a choice. That, he know that, too. I heard him say it. <laughs> I heard him say it. So uh, <laughs> what's on your mind? Start with you, Craig. What's on your dome? Top uh, of the dome. Couple things. Well, you, you saw it throughout at one point, the, the the whole idea of the RoboCop thing. Um, That was on my mind. But um, I've been, we talk about positive Monday energy. <laughs> Man, one of my things has been protecting my energy in the morning time. Like, I don't do news in the morning. Okay. Not first, not first thing, not before I go deal with these kids or, or whatever else I got to do for the day. It taints me for the rest of the day. So, right. like, I, I get my news midday to afternoon. And then I realize there's just certain people I'm better off talking to after a certain point in the day. Like, there's some people that, the minute you see them, their whole thing is, A, what a shitty day or what a bad day today is about to be. They found, they've already thought of all the reasons why today's going to be horrible. And like, I just, I'd rather be alone in the morning than listen to some negative Nancy, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Blabber on about some, about how bad a day is that ain't even happened yet. Like, I'm good. Mm -hmm, cool. Props to you for protecting your energy. What's on your mind, Mo? Dog, as long as it's football season and we start off this segment, fantasy is on my mind. <laughs> it's on Monday night. <laughs> well, what's Dog. the status? What you think about what, what's what's going on with your teams? Is, is that – so, like, you know, I'm in the playoffs in one league. I got to buy. In, in our frat league, I'm in the playoffs. I had a big matchup. Carlton's in it as well. He got a big matchup. First week of the playoffs coming up. Woo! In my other league with one of our other frat brothers, I'm the number two seed. Doc, but this fourth league, I'm I'm going to win this week and be seven and seven. The fourth seed is seven and six. I need him to lose tonight so he could be seven and seven, and then I have a fighter's chance still in the last week. You know, Who owns the tiebreak? He has it over me right now because he has a point. The problem, though, is the buddy that's seven and six, he's losing by nine points. 
He's got Stevenson for New England, the running back. The other guy had Kyler Murray, and Kyler Murray's out for the game, Craig. Oh. He is out for the game. Oh, boy. <laughs> so if Stevenson gets 10 points here, I'm eliminated from this league. When, when I came into the night thinking, oh, it'll be a relaxing night. I won't give a crap when I fall asleep on this crappy Monday night game. Now I'm going to be up all game hoping Ramondre Stevenson doesn't get 10 points. Well, Jonay, Jonay's laughing back there behind the boards. Don't laugh, Jonay. It's not funny. <laughs> not funny at all. I, well, you know, ask a question, get an answer that, you know, it would You're gonna get an honest fantasy. Answer. Fantasy matters. I told uh, you is, he was laughing. Look at the chat. <laughs> I told you. <laughs> You know, you and I, we've we've been at the fantasy game for I don't know, maybe 20 years. Nah, not quite 20, but for a long time. No, nah, maybe 20. But either way, um, I only do the one league. I don't have the emotional space to take on anymore. So I give you your props for being in that many. Uh, but good luck to you tonight. All right. So like marriage. There's a lot of ups and downs. All right, Brittany Griner is free. What are your thoughts? You go first, Mo. Yay. Uh, I'm happy for Brittany Griner, man. It's an American citizen. You got to get an American citizen back that's especially wrongfully jailed for some nonsense. Uh, Putin played this well. He played his hand well. I think he realized exactly what he was doing when he detained Brittany Griner. I think he knew exactly who he wanted to get back. Um, that's exactly what he did. You know, uh, the, the gentleman that got back, the merchant of death, you know, he's in poor health. His health is declining. I'm sure he's there somehow monitoring him still heavily, uh, even though he's been released. Um, but I'm happy they got Brittany Griner back. You know, a lot of people, you know, question, is this an even exchange? And, you know, that's, it's a matter of opinion. Um, you know, it was an even an exchange of a of any basketball player for a guy who has the nickname the Merchant of Death. Is that an equal trade in the grand scheme of things? You know, probably not. But in the 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 other part of but the part of me that I think overrules that Carlton is is the humane part of it. This is a person that was about to spend nine years of their life in a penal colony for some trumped up or bogus or possibly even planted we charge um so you know i i don't i don't know if we should waste people's lives in imprisonment that are wrongfully there if we have opportunities to bring them back even if it means exchanging them for someone like the merchant of death okay you craig um shout out Brittany griner Welcome home. Can't wait to see you play again. Um, I'm happy for anybody that gets out of those kind of circumstances. Um, all the other nuances of this situation politically and otherwise that could have played into possibly even making it worse for Brittany has to be considered. Um, my heart goes out to anybody that is a political like is a political or pawn or prisoner in the same kind of circumstance 
that got detained before her and watched her leave. Um, not that I'm not happy for her, but I could only imagine because there's been some former, so there's been some soldiers and other people that have been talked about for years before this that are still there. Mm -hmm. So that Wallen guy, Craig, they keep talking about why didn't they get the Wallen guy back? But so, so what, what I'm saying is, you know what, as much as people want to say high school and they prepare you for real life, the fact of the matter is, whether it's in this situation, others, or my day-to-day, -day, popularity helps, fam. Success helps. <laughs> Being high value in your field helps. I mean, that's what exactly would happen. They took a B-list so, celebrity and exchanged that B-list celebrity for, for the merchant of death. As it, Putin knew exactly what he was doing. Because like, like they I said, give, um, they, they obviously weren't going to give him the merchant of death for the, for the uh, Wallen gentleman. So... Hey, man, I'm not saying that the Wallen guy, because, you know, you know, they arrested the Wallen guy because they said he was a spy, right? Right. Carlton, you know, when they arrested him, dog, he had like $80,000 and like multiple passports and he's a citizen of like multiple countries and shit. I'm not familiar with his story, so well, all I, I'm I saying man, is I don't know if he's a spy or not, but that shit sure sounds like he is. A well, spy. so okay, <laughs> I, I hear where you're going. The charges are different. Um, you know, I, I I echo both of you all sentiments. Like my heart hurt for Brittany and anybody in her predicament, whether it's a minor crime or trumped up charges. You know what she was going to face for nine years. The punishment didn't match the crime. And as far as I could tell, there's about 20 American citizens worldwide that are in prison for some reason or another. You know, her her charges were weed oil. This other gentleman, it is he's being accused of spying and espionage and all those things, whether or not it's true for Russia, you know, for any any nation, those charges are heavier, heavier than a couple ounces of weed, um, not even a couple ounces. Uh, that being said, you know, there's a lot of noise about, you know, here we are, you know, our, our liberal principles as a country on stage, being that Brittany is a, a lesbian um, a basketball player. So our obsession a with celebrity woman. and fame, a black woman. Um, so there's a lot of social dynamics that have presented themselves in the course of this exchange which none of us should be surprised. But at the end of the day, she's an American citizen, if not falsely imprisoned, harshly, wrongly, over-the-toply imprisoned. Um, and it wasn't fair. And I agree that Putin, Putin's known what he was doing at the start of this. He saw opportunity. They knew who she was. They took it. And so at the end of the day, I'm happy that this human being doesn't have to suffer anymore, realizing that there are a lot of others that are suffering. Um, but I think the other thing about the 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 uh, the arms deal that she was exchanged for, Victor Bout, he was going to get out in a couple more years. So poor health or um, just serving his time, he was going to be in the streets eventually. So Whatever Putin got left for him to do, we'll see. At least I would assume he's on our radar. Um, but the person I am is happy that Brittany gets to come home. You know, and all those other factors mean nothing to me. I would want any American a citizen who is not guilty 
to the magnitude of what another country says to not have to suffer um, their imprisonment. Uh, ASAP Rocky did the uh, Thursday night performance after the Thursday night game last week. And it reminded me that he had got caught up in some stuff and Trump did what he had to do to, you know, did a couple of things to bring him home. So, you know, it, it happens. And I feel like as a country, we should do whatever we can to bring our people home. I feel that. <laughs> All right. So you brought up the robots, Craig. Uh, so for those who haven't heard, in the city of San Francisco, about two, maybe three weeks ago, um, city, official city officials approved the use of robots in for the police force, robots with the ability to apply deadly force. So long story short, the police were going to use robots for policing, which also includes shooting people. But last week, after a lot of noise from the public, they voted it down. And in voting it down, it sounds like they just took a pause. So more people have an opportunity to react and digest and, you know, give feedback and determine if this is or isn't the thing to do. So specific to San Fran, I guess we'll have to wait and see. But I bring it here to discuss with the two of you gentlemen, knowing how much we've talked about police and, you know, I don't know that, well, not even I don't know. We know that it hasn't been fixed. Um, there's a lot of attention, a lot of noise, police relations, uh, police brutality, uh, fund, defund, you know, all these things, Black Lives Matter. There's a lot of stuff still in our culture related to police, but what are your thoughts about adding robots to the mix? Start with you, Craig. Um, generally, no, circumstantially, yes. Like, oh, okay, that's not one sentence, that's a comment there. So generally, no. <laughs> circumstantially oh, yes uh, well, hold on. give me the question again did i do too much <laughs> no i got you now you just it was mm -hmm. like a one sentence and you I had to like, like play it this, back that, you had to play it like back. this yeah this, like this, that was a that was a Craiger. i thought it was a Craiger, but it just i didn't see the comma but i got you generally no circumstantially yes yes so, How so? most situations i would say not but there are certain situations where if we're about to send officers in and they're clearly going into fire, send the blinking robots. Mm -hmm. Especially if they're robots that can shoot back. Send the robots, right? Uh, certain hostage kind of situations and standoffs, send the robots. General policing, hell no. And general police, and that would equate to just walking up the block. It's too cats. glitchy. There's too much room for error in the algorithms. Um, dealing with humans, there's too much of a gray area. There's too much nuance. What if in a situation, you, it, the, 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 the computer is not nuanced enough to understand if this person has Asperger's, is on the spectrum, if this person is experiencing mental health breakdown? No, no, no. Right, right, I don't right, want the right, computer right, to handle right. any gray areas. You understand yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. 
Screw you that. not say boo. You can't say boo to the robot. Yeah, that so if it's it. a situation where they got to go in and they clearly going into fire, mm. send the robots instead of okay. like, you know, a human. Send the robots right. as the first line. But maybe even humans behind them, fine. But outside of that, it is a <clears throat> hell no. Uncle Mo. You think the you like my question to you would be you you think the humans are doing a good job handling someone that has Asperger's? Like <laughs> no, but I trust them more. <laughs> well, like it, it's not it's not about the robots to me. It's about like they're talking about the robots would go in and could use deadly force, right? Isn't yes. that what the humans are doing? Like yes. the human police, that's what they do right now. So to me, it's why can't we get away from the thought of needing to use deadly force in situations and start changing that mentality? That would be my first like observation. Secondly, man, like I like I, I agree with Craig, like in a hostile situation, who but see the problem is the robots aren't like they're not agile enough. They're not gonna be able to move quickly enough to, you know, do what needs to be done to capture a criminal in a situation where the criminal is running it, it's like it's i like, know uh, fam you drove a you, you drove a tesla i mean i <laughs> drive a tesla but engine. i still have to drive <laughs> it like i still have to drive it and even on the highway you know i still have to pay attention even if i, I have the autopilot on this isn't johnny five so you know they're talking about situations where they would like send in a bomb or something they could put send in the bomb on the robot and have the robot I guess, like, diffuse the situation. But that's what I'm saying. Like, what kind of situation is that, Carlton? Like, what what situation is it? Is it ever a good idea to be like, hey, you know what I think we should do? We should put the bomb on the robot and send the robot in and have the bomb blow up and, like, what, kill everybody that's in the path of the bomb? That, I don't understand the solution. So it makes no sense to me. Um deadly force robots we can currently have deadly force humans that's the that's the current problem we need to focus on the real problem uh, and the only reason they overturned this is because people protested and they were on their steps and they all of a sudden had a change of heart on the vote but you know good for the people uh the people's hopefully people can continue to peacefully protest and address the real issue here it's not it's not no damn police robots it's the people that are policing uh, the community currently that is the problem. Yeah, you know, I think I would, I echo both of you all sentiments, you know, but, you know, my take on it is I would prefer that we spend more time and resources writing the way we police, writing the police forces, all the things Thank that you. have revealed themselves, Black Lives Matters, defund, fund the police, Blue Lives Matter, all that stuff. Let's take that rhetoric and 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 fix it you know because i think when, when i think about when i when i think about hold on one second craig when i think about the uvalde situation here in texas the police didn't react so are they suggesting that that would be the instance in which they would use a robot or should the police have done something different and today with current structure resources we know they should be doing something they should have done something differently so 
to me, introducing another variable that could be very dangerous into, you know, day-to-day operations just creates more problems. I think in, you know, a bomb situation in a, you know, firefight where, you know, the police are getting, you know, uh, bogged down and, you know, they're out, out, out overpowered maybe. Um, but I do the, the videos I've seen over the last couple of years of the robots being more agile, doing backflips, being able to, you know, <laughs> sew clothes and just do all these amazing things. You know, the thought of having those on the street, those being the entities or units that are policing us, that takes us into the future of the movies that we've seen. And from where I sit, I can't see anything good coming out of that. Mm. Craig, you had something? Um, yeah, I feel like other issues were brought into the question that weren't originally into question, but that's fine. Um, I, I, I stand by the idea that they can be used circumstantially. In terms of agility, I think that's easily fixed. I think we've seen a non-combustible engine outrun Hellcats and other legends on the street. I don't think we're that far off from creating a robot that can run as fast as a car. And just because it's a robot, it doesn't have to be by. It's not just about like the speed to me, though. It's like that's not that was it. I was just bringing that up. Like I know I know it's criminal. Is so running. Do you think I a finish? robot can get it? Hold on, let him finish. Finish what you had, Craig. Look, I, I know that wasn't your point. All right. Um, my uh, but I'm standing by the idea that circumstantially it can be beneficial to save the lives of certain officers. And yes, there are reckless officers that make the news, but I feel who didn't get a shout out in this conversation are those people that go in and handle things tactically are able to de-escalate. I, I, that's never going to make the news. So to act like I am happy for my police force and my police force serves, serves me, generally speaking. Are there fuck ups and other issues and and biases? Yes. Am I, 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 am, am I trying to throw out the police force? No. That's the look. If my life is not in immediate danger, that's who I'm calling. I have no shame about that. Um, and I know too many, I, I, in terms of people that have contributed to my life, friends, peers, um, mentors that have dedicated their life to law enforcement to, to, to take such a blanket stance like that, I ain't gonna do that. Shout out to y'all. Um, so that said, circumstantially, it, 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 like anything else, if it's utilized, properly and i do think we have the knowledge and, and the technology to to utilize it properly i'm not surprised that san francisco is where the story was coming out of um just knowing how tech is over there i don't think i'm going to see this as a regular thing on the streets in my lifetime but i hope if it ever gets to that to, to a point it is used to prevent um uh it, it is used to help officers get home at night they have families you know what i'm saying i i want i want my niece to 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 know that her dad is not going to be going out in the first line against fire if it could be avoided that's where i'm at on 
It, it could save human lives. That's fair. You had thoughts. That was they're talking about shootouts. That's not what they're talking about using these things for. It's talking about taking this thing with a bomb into a building and detonating the bomb to handle whatever situation. So it's not going to take care of a situation where an officer is getting to a shootout is what I'm saying. Like when I say you, it's like, that's completely different. Like this is not like a robot that's like a human that's toting a pistol. So that would be one thing. The other thing I would say is I'm not as big. I don't have as much faith in the police as as, uh, Craig does. I just don't. And the reason why I don't is because the police, in my opinion, in the majority of places in this country is based on the foundation of protecting white people from black people, even though white people have terrorized black people for hundreds of years. So I agree with Carlton. Stop wasting time in this nonsense with robots and start putting time into what really is effective. And that's changing policy, changing the foundation of what policing is in this country will be more effective than this robot nonsense. Like... Carlton and I read about a police department that completely started over with the way they police. Yeah, um, the idea of, you know, yo, they started over, but there's still a police force. They started over. What do you what do you mean? He, he was he was talking about uh, they started over they renovated, but there's still form. There's still some kind of a police force. Right. Right. He said that you guys were. Re- re- so uh, I'm not and uh, I'm not I'm not debating that policy needs to change what i'm saying is we're intelligent enough to do both but we don't exhibit that i mean we are definitely capable of it by and you know we we one of the most intelligent people are intelligent our nation is intelligent but what we do how we exhibit that doesn't match up and so on a consistent basis yes there's 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 purple Right. And, and there's per- there's great police officers. There's some police forces and units that have figured this thing out. But on the collective, we still see people being killed wrongfully, being hand- situations getting mishandled, corruption, lies, cheating, stealing within these units. And so I'm saying write that before entry. My, my perspective is Write that stuff before you introduce another variable that's going to require intellect, consideration, and management that we already are not doing well collectively. I think to protect officers so they can go home, yeah, we should be doing that. I mean, get rid of the guns, and we ain't got to worry about that, but that's a separate topic, right? But, yeah, let's get the police home. Let's get the police home however we can. But for me, introducing robots, which I think capability-wise, they'll be able to do everything they need them to, backflip, front flips, run as fast as they need to be, shoot a target from a gazillion miles away. All that stuff is, is, is doable because we're brilliant. But the biases, the, the ignorances that still are inherent in our systems, that overseeing this is a little scary to me. Uh, Mo, you cut off. You want to pick up where you left off. You were talking about the police force that yeah, kind like of right it. You there. and I were we learned about a police force that completely tore down the way the police started over. And instead of taking the premise of like we're trying to get you, they became like 
they, they had barbecues where the whole community would come out. They got to know the people in the community. And guess what? They were actually protecting and serving. And it was a beautiful thing. They get along with the community. They know everybody in the community by name. Everybody knows each other. It's not a problem. It's not a problem. Like, that's the kind of change I think we need to see in our policing. Because, you know, like, I'm not for defund the police. That's where I do agree with Craig. It's not about, you know, it's not, I'm in favor of paying them more. Like, that, <laughs> yeah. I, I really believe that. Like, I, I believe Teachers, police, police officers, but under the guise or under the premise of let's have higher qualifications to become an officer. Let's have higher standards of training before we put you out into the field. Um, it's a dangerous job. Like Craig is right about that part, man. Like you are going out there, you are risking your life at any moment. Um, <clears throat> you could not be here. So the job is worthy of getting paid properly. It's just, we need to have higher qualifications for who become officers. We need to have much higher standards of training and, and training in things such as what Craig said, de-escalation. Like officers aren't really trained in de-escalation. They don't de-escalate situations. They're, they're like, you know, they're gasoline to the fire. <laughs> so, Depending uh, on who your police chief is or whatever, you might be getting but trained see, like the, a friggin' Marine. The, the problem, I don't, I'm not sure that's a good thing either if you're trained like a Marine. I'm, Marines just, are I'm just saying, like, I happen to know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah Marines are trained to kill. Like <laughs> that, I'm not sure that's a good thing. So yeah, yeah. The thing about like, are are there good cops? Absolutely, of course. But the problem here, Carlton, is the police are a gang. The police are a gang. So even if there's good cops, if there's bad cops within the gang, and the bad cops are doing bad things, the good cops can't go snitch on the bad cops because there's retaliation for actions like that when you're in a gang. So they are a dangerous gang because they can live above the law because they are the law. And people within Shut that up. gang, whether good or bad, are not going to go against that gang out of fear of retaliation. Did, did you see the story about the guy that was investigating the, the cops for the, uh, the sexual assault? Tell us. He's investigating one of his, the cops for sexual assault. They happen to be on a training exercise together. And the cop he's investigating accidentally shoots him dead. Uh -oh. Like, uh -oh. like there are good cops, but there's just there's too many bad seats in powerful positions, and and it's a problem. And I agree with Carlton. The key here is change in policies, change in foundational practices, and greater community involvement. Like, let's get. The cops should know the people in their community. It shouldn't be the first time they meet them when it's like when they have to put a gun to their head. That shouldn't be their That's first fair. interaction. That's fair. All right. So you, you got something crazy. Just for the record. Um I think not to nitpick semantics, but to be just to speak from my own conscience. Um That's what we're here for. I think horrible humans get good jobs. I think they're horrible, horrible human beings humans in my profession jobs. and they shouldn't be teaching. They're horrible humans in my profession. They shouldn't be teaching. They're horrible humans that are smart enough to get into powerful positions and that they shouldn't be. In. 
So I just like to put that. I, I, um, um, I, I, He's talking about the governor bad of Florida. That get jobs as cops. You talking about no, Ron DeSantis? That, that, that. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> I thought you were describing Ron DeSantis. Look, yo, man, if the glass slipper fits your foot. Uh-huh. Well, so you talk about glass slippers. Let's this, this, this transition to uh, Twinkle Toe, Herschel Walker, Georgia. Uh, uh, people came out uh, one out one. So what's next for Herschel? Where does he go from here? Do you even care? I don't give a shit. There well, you go. I know where, I know where go. it's not going. It's not going to public speaking. That's not where the we're about to go. Uh, I don't give a crap what Herschel Walker is about to do. He's done in politics. He'll never run for politics. Is he done? Yeah. Unless he becomes like. How is he going to be done? They they put so much in um, him. And that part is positions not up for another six years. You think in six years the Republican Party is going to trot out Herschel Walker again in Georgia? That's not about to happen. <laughs> that uh, you live has in Texas from the board. Huh? He lives in Texas. Can they he, might, not, uh, he might win in Texas. Anything can yeah, happen in Texas. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. no, Herschel Walker's done with politics, man. This was his one one crack at it. And, you know, I'll be honest with you, man. I'm not going to lie here. I'm going to miss Herschel. Herschel was entertaining. Herschel was, uh, he, had me he had me dying laughing. Uh, but, you know, on a serious note, man, what the real problem with Herschel Walker is it's just an insult to Black people in this country that that's, that's what, like, that's what Repu like. That's what those kind of Republicans view black people as. Herschel Walker, up there calling the election an erection, stumbling over his words, has no idea what the hell he's talking about. Talking about werewolves and vampires, all kinds of nonsense, you know. But that's 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 the premise. That's the lens um, that they view, uh, you know, black people through. And it's unfortunate. But, you know, the, the, the good part about this election, Carlton, is maybe they learned their lesson. Quality candidates still matter. Unless you're running in Podunk, where Marjorie Taylor Greene lives, you know, a quality <laughs> candidate still matters. And Herschel Walker won this election because of the Republicans. The Republicans are the ones that got Herschel, I mean, not Herschel Walker, Warnock. The Republicans got him the election. Now, Stacey Abrams was destroyed in this election by Brian Kemp. And you would think that would translate over well for Herschel Walker against uh, Warnock, but it didn't. And the reason why is because some Republicans couldn't stomach the idea of voting for this clown to be a senator in the United States of America. So, you know, kudos, I guess, to those Republicans. Uh, <laughs> but I'm happy for Warnock. Um, we'll never hear from Herschel Walker again, Carlton. Not not from politics, my brother. You got any thoughts on the crib? The pawn has been removed from the board. Next move. There you go. Simple as that, my man. Me, right. me and Carlton. Um, me and Carlton were uh, we had the privilege of gathering with uh, Herschel Walker voters, 
Um, <laughs> they do exist. No, yes, they, they do, do exist. Uh, they it's definitely real. do exist. We met a very passionate Herschel Walker voter. Shout out to him. Uh, <laughs> he knows who he is. Uh, but, you know, it was, I, I appreciated the perspective. I think, I think Carlton would say the same. I was brutally yeah. insulted, even though I don't even live in the state of Georgia, that this, <laughs> that's true, we don't even live there. This show <laughs> pony was trotted out in front of me. I'm yeah, I mean, so, like, you so lowly of me. That this, this. That's what I'm saying, man. Yeah. Like, Herschel Walker was a coon yeah. candidate. Like, you know. The only thing missing yeah. was like Herschel Walker giving Donald Trump a shoe shot. Like that was the only thing missing from this show. <laughs> you stopped hey, the shoe shot. Say, we, we don't know what happened. We don't know what happens behind closed doors. Like he was, he right, was on that we'll, diving. We'll, uh, on that, we'll take a break and be right back. This is unsolicited genes. Morning, good afternoon, good night. And it will be so sweet, America. It will be so sweet. And all that heartache is going to our president. You got to see the monster to be able to destroy the monster. He took the military out before he took the civilians. Who does that? Under under his watch. Welcome back, unsolicited genius. What in the sports? Uncle Mo, you feel like giving us an update on the World Cup? What's been happening? Man, I don't know who out there is a fan of football or soccer, as we call it here in the States. But uh, this World Cup's been spectacular, man. It has been absolutely spectacular. Um, We're down to the semifinals, the final four. Uh, we got France against the underdog Morocco, the first ever African nation team to make it to the semifinals of a World Cup. Uh, then we have Argentina against Croatia. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and take Argentina over Croatia. I'm going to take France to end the Cinderella story with Morocco. Um, and then, man, if it's France and Argentina in the final, it'll be spectacular. If Morocco could somehow find a way to beat France, I mean, that I couldn't explain to you how big of I don't, like Morocco winning this World Cup. That's like the Knicks winning this year's NBA championship. Like no one would ever think that. could this possible. <laughs> okay. So uh, it's an exciting World Cup. I would implore y'all if, if you're not into the game, just watch these semifinals and the finals because. I know the argument here. The argument against soccer is always that it's low scoring. And I get that. And I understand. But in, in a huge situation like this, in a pressure-packed situation, the low scoring part of it is what makes it exciting. Because you live on every breath, like every inch. You know, you hit the crossbar. The goalie makes an important save. You know, all of these things are so critical because the scoring is to a minimal. So... If you get a chance, the, the passion from the crowd and the fans is spectacular. Um, it's been a spectacular World Cup. I recommend it highly. Yeah, my uh, my boxing trainer is from France, um, and he he's 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 crunk <laughs> like to just bring it up 
in uh in training or whenever his face lights up and he's like, Yes, fun, fun, fun. So um yeah, I'll be I'll be cheering for France. I, I know yeah. I've I've heard a little bit about the story of Morocco, so unfortunately I I vibe with France because of a trainer, but you also shared France's heritage lineage, so to speak, is also France is also, also an African, African nation as well. Because if you look, um, the majority of their players are yeah. of African descent, but you know they were born in France or they moved to France and uh I guess you France could say took advantage of their soccer resources. Uh, yeah. to get to these stages in their career. So I agree with Carlton about, about that, man. It's either whoever wins France versus Morocco is who I'm going for in the final. Uh, even though Argentina has Lionel Messi and Messi has never won the World Cup. So that'll be interesting to see as well. Um, France, to Carlton's point, you know, they got the great Kylian Mbappe. Uh, just It's been a great World Cup, Carlton. Definitely highly recommended. Have you been watching? No nah, man, it's I I, I can't lie. I, I watched a couple of the, the U.S. in the beginning, and you know, once that happened, I I'm sorry. Yo, is it just me? Doesn't it usually happen at a different time of year? Because I feel like I'm usually know. more able to watch it, so I feel like it's more at least it overlaps. It's a usually in the, summer, in the right? summer, Craig. It's usually in the summer. This That's year, what they, I thought because I'm usually they able to winter. go watch it. Like, yeah, so because... right now, I, right now, my big thing is I have a lot of students from a lot of uh, South and Central American countries. So and and they're and, and Caribbean and whatever. And they're really big into soccer, uh, football, whatever, whatever language you want to use. So their big thing is, OK, if I finish my assignment, can I watch the game on my phone? Right. Like, that's the big deal. That's <laughs> like, the big deal. What does the teacher say? What does the teacher say? Even my super nerdy girl, she had she was doing her assignment on the laptop, but she had the phone. She had the phone stand going. One earbud was the assignment. The other earbud was the game. Like, but you know what? I didn't check her. She's an A student. A student. You, if you're as thorough as she is, go, baby girl, go. You know what I'm saying? She, she probably even shouldn't mm-hmm. be even my class. Honestly, she probably needs to be a grade level up. But thank God for her. In any case, mm-hmm. that's what I'm dealing with. Personally, I'm with Morocco till Morocco ain't in it. I, otherwise than that, I don't really care. Um, it's just what I, I'm going to enjoy it, though. And, mm-hmm. and like it, I got I'm up and down. On, that's why I don't watch it regularly. Um, partially because I don't know, but I love I do enjoy soccer. Matter of fact, as far as training, you mentioned your boxing trainer. Like. I think doing soccer drills are some of the best things you could do for your footwork, no matter what sport you play. True that. Like dribbling the ball True with that. either foot, that is great footwork development. Like go out and do some damn drills. Get two cones and a ball. Let's go. Yeah, no, no. I respect it. I respect it. And, mm-hmm. I, you know, I can watch. I can enjoy a game if I have somebody I can cheer for. So Uncle Mo's still trying to find me a team in one of these leagues, but. We ain't, it ain't happening. Man City, baby. Man City. I'm here for for the Moroccan Cinderella story. Definitely. All right. I love it. All right. We'll see. All right. So, a lot of NFL, a lot of football Americano going on. Starting with Thursday night's game. Baker Mayfield, 48 hours, sent the Raiders home. Woo. I don't want to talk about it. Why it gotta Tom, be us? Tom Why it gotta Brady. be us? Well, I, I won't have to stay there. I'm just bringing it hey, up. Man, just bro, as a like, point how about we that, lose? Though. 
how we lose to a coach fresh off of his sofa. Thank you. And Thank you. You're absolutely right. Bro. You're absolutely right. Josh McDaniels is so garbage. Doc, listen to the games he's lost this year. He's Craig is so right. He lost the game to Jeff Saturday, who was sitting in an ESPN studio the Tweeting week before shit about talking <laughs> crap and making, making jokes with Marcus Spears. And then he gets off that – he gets out of his Bristol seat and just goes in and whoops his ass with no coaching experience. And then he loses a game to Baker Mayfield, who's been with the team since Tuesday on a Thursday night game. Like, how many – like, Josh McDaniels never needs to get a job again. How does – how does uh, our boy – what was Buddy's name from Detroit? Caldwell. How does Caldwell not have a job and Josh McDaniels has a job? Makes no sense. None. Zero. Preach. Preach, Brenna. Preach. Uh, I I have no comment. Uh, <laughs> I'm just fast forward into the rest of the weekend. I, okay. Uh, you want to talk about the Giants? You know, you know who's another I was coach going that there. I was going fired, there. Even though it's his first year, Carlton. Nathaniel Hackett with the Denver Broncos. An embarrassing bad. season they look with bad. Russell Wilson. They look bad. They look bad. Russell look Wilson. Bad. Is Before playing. we end football, I do have a shout out I want to get out. So I, I can save it to the end. Just I don't want to get that out. Russell well, Wilson is playing like Sierra's going back to future. Well, he got knocked out of the game <laughs> anyway. So who knows? And you're off for that, who dog. Knows? Did you see the lump on his head? No, I didn't. It's been a bad, I, no, I just saw been a him bad laid out. For Russell Wilson, man. Doc, he, had so huge, that, he had a huge lump on his head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He the shit. Yeah, he. Uh, it, it looks. Nah, that's future joking style. <laughs> oh my god! With what Pete Carroll is doing with um, Gino, it almost seems oh. that Russell needed Pete uh, because he was starting to come apart at the seams. Last season, they didn't have a great season. He didn't play great. But you thought something, there'd be some magic. He was a top 10 quarterback at least. But with what he's doing in Denver, how the team is performing, like they've gotten worse in bringing on Russell Wilson. So um, Carroll there's a problem. And the Seattle there. Seahawks absolutely fleeced the Denver Broncos. Dog. They knew, dog, Pete Carroll knew. Pete Carroll and the Seattle Seahawks knew. knew. And they traded him for Denver is is about to have a top five pick, and Seattle's about to have this pick. Yeah, they knew. And and Pete Carroll's like, "Mm, not only am I going to get rid of Russell Wilson, (laughs) I'm going to upgrade with Geno Smith. (laughs) It's the ultimate lease. It's the greatest lease of all time, Carlton. Yo, I think it's all about fit anyway, right? You got to fit. So he did, Russ ain't fit there, but there might be other places where Russ may fit. I just don't think Denver, I don't know. Like, I, I just, Denver didn't work. Denver isn't working. That's right? always a possibility. That is always yeah, a possibility. Because- you but, know, you look at you look uh, at Brady Belichick. Like, there's fits. You got it. You got it. There's there's certain fits. Sometimes you got to know how to manage manage the talent you have. Sometimes you got to know how to fill Jackson, manage the personalities you have. 
and Craig, put them, ask me how much they're you know paying Russell Wilson. Ask me how huh? much. Ask me how much they're paying Russell Wilson. I know it's a lot. I don't remember the number. Forty-two million dollars. They better make this shit fit. <laughs> they better make it fit. That sounds like the coach is going to go. So let me ask you this then. Doesn't that sound like the coach is going to be out before Russ is? Oh, that's what I'm saying. They're going to fire. Like, dog, the coach got to go. The coach got to go. He got to go. I've already invested this much in in Russ, and oh, boy, got to get an offensive genius in here. Oh, that's what I'm saying, dog. They they can't get rid of the guy. that Doc, they're on the hook for $42 million a year for Russell Wilson for the next five years. For his age, 34, 35, 36, 37, 38 years old seasons. Can you imagine if it's like this? Sierra and Future will be taken care of. Well. Oh, my God. They, bet, uh, they better see if Bill Parcells is available. Y'all talk about fit. They better, make this, like, they better pay whoever they need to pay to make this work. Because at $43 million, they are about to have a top five pick that's going <clears> to the <throat> Seattle Seahawks. You you yep. parcels. Wow. Didn't expect that shout out. No, he's not coming out. He's not coming out. Oh, not to coach no Russell Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> he's not coming out. Uh, but he, he parcels put in his time. All right. So I'll admit it here. I'll acknowledge it here. Um, may never do it again, but the Philadelphia Eagles are for real. Um I know my Giants. We, you know, we overachieved. Say <laughs> la vie. You know, we still in that last playoff spot, so the season ain't over. Uh, but if I wasn't for sure, Jalen Hurts has uh, figured out the quarterback matrix, and their defense is serious, man. Their defense is serious. Jalen Hurts to be the MVP. Uh, I agree with you, Doc. The the flaw in their defense is is, is you got you, the run. The problem for the Giants in that game is I didn't. We don't have to go there. That wasn't the, the yeah. But like <laughs> the problem for any team that's going to play the Eagles, that's like the Giants, for example, is going to be this: if you can't throw the ball and they can load up on the run, it's going to be a, hell, yeah, a long. And day. that's what happened. It's going to be we, a long. We. Day. we you know, I, I I don't know what's the Odell sweepstakes was going on there. I do. I'm highly confident he's not going to be a cowboy. So if it's still between the Giants and the Bills, we'll see. Um, but any team we ain't, that stop. We you ain't saw got the no Cowboys When are they going to stop overrating the Bills? Did you see them sign T. Y. Hilton today? I did not. I did the not. The Cowboys signed T. Y. Hilton. Now Odell's knee must not be in good enough shape for a team to take a chance on him this year, I think, or he'd already be signed. So, um, but I agree with you, dog. The Eagles are the real deal. Uh, what were you saying, Craig? He said, are the Bills overrated? Or he said the when Bills are, are overrated. When will everybody stop overrating the Bills? They want so much for the Bills to be, I don't know if it's still some hungover sympathy from the era when they went four or five times straight and choked, but I feel like the Bills have been overrated for a couple of years now. When they gonna chill? The Bill, the, well, the Bills this year are ten and three in the number one seed in the AFC. I wouldn't say they're overrated. What's gonna happen in playoffs again? I mean, that's what that's what you got to see. But they're not overrated as currently constructed. Got to see. Uh, Where do you rank them? Per, like you're ranking rank the AFC, Mo. I put like to me, dog. If you have to go to Buffalo and beat them, that's gonna be a tough. That's going to be a tough out. Like, you know, they're, they're, 
their problem is one team, and it's the team that's a problem Kansas for everyone. City. Craig. Yeah, Kansas like who, who, City. Who has the up on Kansas City in the AFC? So, oh, so you rank them who, second? I know who the Cincinnati Bengals have the Kansas City Chiefs number, but so um, you rank them third. The it, my top three in the AFC would be. I would go Buffalo one right now because they beat they beat Kansas City. I would go Cincinnati two. I'll go Kansas City three. Okay. Um, I do. For a point of reference, Kansas I kind City of one, Buffalo two, Cincinnati three. But go even ahead. though both of those teams beat Kansas City. Yeah, I mean it'd be all right. It, they just practice. They just testing. Cincinnati's out. Mahomes beat them just times. feeling this. Cincinnati beat them three times in a row. Now. If those teams were to face Kansas City next week, are they going to beat them again? Because the I don't played? think they're playing. There's a lot of factors. There, there's it, look at when those look at when those games happen. Look at when those games happen. I don't think either one will beat them again. Buffalo beat Kansas City this year in Kansas City. Cincinnati mm-hmm. beat Kansas City three times in a row in this past year. Yes. Mm-hmm. I don't think mm-hmm. it's going to happen again this season. Cincinnati's beat Kansas City in Kansas City. Cincinnati just beat them in Cincinnati. Four in a row. Cincinnati, Cincinnati four clearly four has something there over Yeah, Kansas I mean, City. I think but I think Cincinnati is a Kansas City bugaboo, but as a unit against the rest of the league, I think I think Cincinnati, how do I say this? Kansas City will beat more teams than the Bengals would, but Kansas City would still struggle with the Bengals. So it's a bugaboo. The Bengals are, I, the, are the hottest team in the AFC to be right now. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't have, I don't share that take. I think, I think, have, I think, I think we want Josh team. and the Bills to be successful. Bills Mafia. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they, but they're winning though. I mean, I think they're gonna lose in the playoffs. I think it's gonna crumble down. Um, but I think in terms of having them in the top three teams in the league, based on how everybody's playing, it's not a stretch because you know who it isn't. It ain't the Dolphins. Top three teams in the league? In the AFC. I'm sorry. In the AFC. I'm sorry. In the AFC. Because it you ain't the Dolphins. Buffalo's one of the top three teams in the AFC, Craig? No. Really? Who, who you got? No, Ooh, no, I put him third. I put him third at best. Oh, That's right. what I'm saying. Top three. Yeah, yeah top so that, three. but that doesn't translate to top three in the league. No, not in the league. In the NFC, it's the Eagles, 49ers. I don't know who's third in the NFC. I have to think about it. The Cowboys. But, yeah. So if we're no, saying, saying that out loud, Kansas Cowboys, the Eagles, oh, 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 and the 49ers are clearly the three best teams in the NFC. I'm not saying that out loud. What, what what was your third? I didn't hear that. Much. And Houston almost got with them boys. So the uh, Eagles, I ain't saying that out yeah, loud. almost almost as good in horseshoes. Um, who was your three again? Eagles, the who? Eagles, the 49ers, and the Cowboys are the three best teams. Okay, okay. I didn't hear. I didn't hear the Cowboys. Okay. Those are the three best teams in the NFC. Look at the other teams. They're not on that level. Minnesota. <laughs> Minnesota is not on that level. Thank you. And then you got the Giants, the Commanders, the Seahawks. None of those teams are on those three teams, though. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, awful. They are not on that level. They are not. Look at what happened in the game against my Niners. Is it Brock, foul? Brock, Brock Purdy, baby. Brock Purdy, baby. Woo! All right. So, since we're there, 
kudos to you and your Niners. That was a hell of a performance. Defense. Real quick, Carlton, you see what I did for you there? That's what we call a segue for the people. I, I sent uh, you right into this. I did good. Defense was supreme. Call? Like the defense, <laughs> you know, offense win games, defense win championships. Everybody stay healthy. Your defense is championship ready. Purdy. Who is this dude? Dropping down. Mr. Irrelevant. Dropping down against Mr. Everything, who looks like who looked like last season should have been his last season. So is Brady done and or <clears throat> should Brady be done? That's my question to the group. Start with you, Mo. Um, well, the Tampa Bay lost that game. This is not, not because we have Brock Purdy. They have t- they lost that game because San Francisco 49ers are a better football team than Tampa Bay. Uh, now Brock Purdy has a chance, Carlton. It's not, it's about he's in a good situation for what's going on here. He's got a lot of guys that, that their strength is catching the ball and running after the catch. So he's got to just get the ball to these guys, make solid decisions. Doc, I don't feel it's a, much of an ask to tell him to be be Jimmy Garoppolo, except don't turn over the ball. Like, that's all we're asking you to do here. And the key for the 49ers going forward with him is McCaffrey. McCaffrey running the ball, McCaffrey catching the ball. Debo eventually will come back from this injury amazingly, dog. I thought he was out for the season. But, uh, but th- those guys, getting them the ball in space, you know, that'll be the key to the 49ers' success. Tampa, is Brady done? Uh, shit, why? He's already divorced. He might as well just come back next year. It's not like he's got a <laughs> wife waiting for him at home. That shit don't make no sense. If he retires after this year, that would be crazy to me. That would be insane. Dog, Brady shouldn't quit. What Brady needs to do all summer is move in with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and work on getting their timing back to figure out what the hell went wrong this season. Like, what else is he going to do? I think, well, he got a contract waiting to, you know, do TV. Got he got a contract I, waiting dog, on Dog, but I he th- can't give up the itch. He's addicted to the crack, and his crack is playing in the NFL. He can't stop. He can't. I'm what cheering got, for Craig? Purdy. I'm cheering for Purdy because I just like the story. Um, I'm cheering for like Purdy because out, he plays for the 49ers. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> uh, um, I, w- once upon a time when there was a running back there named Roger Craig, I cheered for them too. Um, <laughs> just, I don't know why. You love bringing up Roger Craig's name, and every time <laughs> you say it, you make me glitch. Yes. <laughs> I'll never but, forgive him for fumbling against the Giants. <laughs> hey, we don't have to bring that up. 1990 um, NFC Championship game. Look it up. Geez, sounds traumatic, dog. <laughs> it is. Dog, that same game, Leonard Marshall broke Joe Montana's back, and it was his last game as a starter for the 49 Oh, crap. That was that game. The that part game. I didn't remember. <laughs> and the Giants won the Super Bowl that season. The Giants kicker, I believe, and you correct me if I'm wrong, Carlton, was Matt Barr, and he had a single bar face mask. And I'll never forget him kicking that field goal to defeat us. Ugh, makes me sick to this day. (laughs) 
I, we had a good wanted, rivalry going for a while, man. We had a real sick. good rivalry going for a while. Sick, dog. It'd probably be revived real soon. So what's you thinking about Brady? What's your take, Craig? Uh, <clears throat> Brady still wants to go to San Francisco. And so he was probably going to – I think that's I, – I, I, I'm buying that. I'm all in on that. I want to see Brady court San Francisco in the offseason if, if he don't get it retired. Like, that's where you always wanted to play. That's where he always wanted to finish his career. I've heard the rumors and the stories and other things about him trying first after leaving New England and then um, recently in the offseason here with uh, Tampa Bay and trying to get himself over there. I think if his competition is Mr. Purdy, I think he might still try and throw another shot over there. Why not? Um, I don't know. I, would, would I take it? If I was San Fran, if I'm the ownership, maybe if I'm the Shanahan's, it's a hell no, right? Like, it's too big of a personality to come mess up what I got, personally. Um, but I like the idea. Um, and, yes, Purdy versus the San Francisco <clears> – excuse me. Um, I like Purdy. I like the story. But – I don't, I don't know if we have enough of a sample size to support some of the stuff I've, I'm already hearing in the media. Let him play a couple more games before, you know what I'm saying? Well, when, I think when people I start accumulating tape, shit changes. I mean, also, I think you'll learn a lot about him on Thursday. Road game at Seattle. No, big. Division game. Yep. And, you know, if the 49ers win the game, they win the division. So this is a big Road game on prime time, uh, but you we'll, you'll we'll admit when the when the league accumulates tape on you, things change. No, I agree with you. You're gonna learn a lot about him, I think, in this game. And you know, we're we're gonna learn if he's living up to his nickname, man. You know, on on the Twitter, you know, they call him Big Cock Brock. So you know, we, I didn't we, know that. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. So I didn't we, get we're that gonna tweet. see if he lives up to the moniker <laughs> on uh, Thursday night. All right, all right. Um, you know, Brady, I who am I to tell anybody what to do, right? I think what you said, Mo, complete logic in that, right? He's already divorced, so what else you got to do? Might as well play till they have to carry you off if that's what you want. Uh, um, you can go I coach his kid. I hadn't heard about the San Francisco deal, but you know, maybe I would be interested in seeing him try a different team you know why not um just to see if he can do it if he can elevate a team above you know their previous levels win another super bowl with somebody else nah nah we don't have an offensive line he don't he don't he ain't about that life brady you know i I think the thought may have came in my mind at some point in the last couple days but brady ain't about that life but he now that's their problem this year. Their, their O line is so messed up. He's not. He's throwing like sixty passes a game, but he's throwing like two the the ball like two two uh two yards in the air. It's all yeah. a bunch of bubble screens and dump offs to the running back. It's like you're right. Didn't he, he throw fifty five last game? Fifty? No, he's averaging. He's got to be averaging like fifty passes a game, and they're all like dump offs because he's terrified to get hit because he's forty five. All right, quick transition to the NBA. Did you all see uh, – you got something? Go ahead, Craig. I want to ask y'all something. 
should have learned when you I think Mike Tomlin is brilliant. That's not a question. Do y'all think what Mike Tomlin did with his quarterback was brilliant? What did he, he do? He avoided, huh? What did he do? To me, he introduced his young quarterback, but by waiting to introduce him, he avoided all these corny storylines, questions, and media stuff about who's the best rookie and getting him and putting all this pressure on him early. You know what I'm saying? He got his guy in there, and he's basically using a half a season as a preseason for this kid. I think by next year, that chemistry is going to be right, and Mike Tomlin will be – like, I've learned to respect Mike Tomlin. I think, I think he's arguably – one of the best coaches in the league. You made the argument is for the best in terms of his success over time. I've come to respect his, his um, the way he, <clears throat> I've come to respect him as a coach a lot over the last few years. And I feel like he intentionally kept his quarterback out of the media fray by waiting to make him the starter halfway through the season. I mean, I think that's brilliant. So he could develop without this cornball pressure Applied by the talking heads. I mean, that's I, I, think, I think that's his perspective because, you know, I think you take a risk starting a rookie day one. If you have the ability to have a rookie sit, unless he's the number one and expectations, you have nothing. And it's happened. Herbert, I'm not, I don't know if Josh Allen said, I don't remember, but. You know, it's some in the in this current crop of QBs who've been out there day one and they've, you know, they've been able to shine. So how you discern that dynamic, if that how you discern whether or not the quarterback has the ability to do that, you know, I I don't know. But just generally speaking, I subscribe to the idea of letting the rookie QB sit as long as you can. If the one person in front of him gets hurt or severely underperforms, then you throw him in. I think I kind of think that that's what transpired with Pittsburgh, but they already know they're not going to the Super Bowl. They had no, you know, they they knew that. So even however they could get him in the mix to get the experience, to have tape, to have opportunities to teach, build, and coach from, yeah. You know, I don't think you have somebody start for the sake of to say you have the starter and just make the rookie learn. But, you know, it played out and and I think he got hurt. Um, So the other buddy came in anyway. So, you know, it plays itself out. But I I support letting them sit, bringing them in midseason and letting them play. Is it a brilliant move or is it happenstance that I don't know, but. I'll take I, Mike Tomlin any day. So as a I, coach, I do think I'm that, on board with, whatever, with with Mike Tomlin. I do think that this time, there's something about the timing to me that screams. I feel like in a few years from now, we're going to be um, watching a documentary where he was like, you know what? Once, a, you know, that where we find out that my suspicion is true, that he, he, he was keeping him out of all of the hype. That way he could develop. He's getting real, he'll get real fire development. But so I just kind of thought that was real. The timing just played it like he kept him in his back pocket on purpose. That's my two cents on that. We'll see. You got something to add, Mo? 
No, I probably more agree with you that, you know, who's just a rookie quarterback. They wanted to keep him on the bench as long as possible. Uh, but Mitchell Trubisky sucks, and you can only take so long, so much of that before you're like, why the hell am I playing this guy when I should be, when I could be developing this uh, rookie? So, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. Tomlin, man, is a hell of a coach, man. Pittsburgh just doesn't have the talent to compete. Yeah, you know, and it happens. It's the, it's, it's the dynamic of the league, right? Um, but, yeah, Tomlin as a coach can't go wrong with. All right, well, we lost Uncle Mo again. We'll keep an eye on him, maybe come back. Uh, maybe the peoples in Atlanta came and got him. But transition to the NBA. Did you see uh, Suns Pelicans last week and the, uh, and the drama that ensued? Are you aware of any of that? I saw the end, and the, is that the game where Zion dunked and they got cranky about it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I saw the end. I didn't see the whole game. Well, yeah, I, you know, it, it in the grand scheme of things, you know, the and generation of basketball, we grew up watching Knicks, Heat, Charles Barkley, Charles Oakley. You know, this wasn't that, right? But yeah. there's a rivalry brewing underway of sorts amongst the two teams. Chris Paul used to play for the Pelicans. Chris Paul is now with the Suns. But amongst it all, what you wouldn't have seen watching the games, because, you know, depending on what angle or vantage point you were seeing, is Chris Paul was throwing some cheap elbows to people's throats, like, he was doing some dirty, dirty stuff. And I feel like over the course of his career, you know, as much as he's painting in the media as, you know, with these commercials, uh, State Farm and, and, and all that stuff, there's this picture of him being this, you know, cool, calm, collected, upstanding citizen. But the verbiage on the street suggests that bro be dirty. And so I was just curious if you saw it, one, what your thoughts were, but generally speaking, um, is Chris Paul, is all of that fair or foul? Oh, it's totally fair. And just because you can articulate yourself um, and you're relatively handsome, that doesn't mean that you can't be nasty in other aspects of your life. You know what I'm saying? So what? it is not the first time that I've heard from uh, that I've heard about him engaging in dirty activities on the basketball court. So that don't surprise me at all. As a matter of fact, you could go back and I think this on a previously published podcast, I was openly cheering against the Suns, and he's one of the reasons. I know a lot of people from my generation, for some reason feel this obligation to cheer for Chris Paul for whatever reason. I don't share. I'm one that. of them. Yeah, I'm I, don't one of them. I don't share. I'm one of them. And I, you I, know, I'm, like, I, I, I'm, I'm not, I don't, I'm not, oh, he's got to get one before he goes. Like I totally expect him to leave without one and it wouldn't hurt me one bit. You know, I, I think I, it's not because he's handsome. It's not because of the State Farm commercials. I think any player that I've seen put a brick in the game for a long time, at some point, I hope they get one. 
I can't think of anybody, basketball, football, even baseball, where parts of me, even if I was rooting for the other team, the default would be, okay, this person got one. When the Giants beat the Patriots that first year, you know, of course I'm cheering for the Giants. But if they so happen to lose, at least Randy Moss got one. And so Mm -hmm. Chris Paul, he's in that category for me. But, you know, I don't begrudge nobody who they don't want to win or who they want to win. So I hear you on that. I hear you on that. I don't I don't feel that obligation. And I but I've heard this stuff. I've heard this kind of thing before. So that ain't yeah. that didn't move a particular needle with me at all. And all I've right. witnessed well, some of it before. I, I heard it, but I don't know that I peeped it like that. Like it was it was super duper shady. Uh at least one of them that he threw. So I was like, damn, dude, that's that's worth fighting for. <laughs> all right. All right. On that, we'll take a break. Uncle Mo should be back, and then we'll uh Come back with Are You Entertained? This is Unsolicited Genius. Welcome back to Unsolicited Genius. Are you entertained? What have you been watching, gentlemen? Start with you, Craig. As usual, I'm all over the place. It's mostly anime, family guy. Like, it's nothing to... I'm all over the place, man. Like, I don't have anything I'm committed to. I was watching peripherals for a while, but I think that season ended. There's really nothing I'm sick of my teeth into. I, I started Andor. It didn't hook me. I never went back. I didn't go back to it. Oh, okay, Andor. All right, I haven't started. Yeah. Yet. Um, okay. Like, there's, there's, I'm, I'm really all over the place, my man. What's up with y'all? What you been watching, Mo? Man, recently just been engulfed with uh football. Man, I'm so into it with the Niners because I believe we have a shot. Uh, but you know, things that I want to watch, uh, gentlemen, are definitely I'm Avatar: Way of Water has definitely piqued my interest. Uh, I want to definitely go check that out in the theater. Um, really? Oh, there's a 30 for 30 that came out or a, a special that came out on ESPN about a gentleman, uh, an African-American gentleman that starts like a martial arts gym or something of that nature or a black gentleman. I don't even know if he's African-American. Um, I'm definitely interested in seeing that. I'll find out the name of that for y'all here in a second. Yeah. Well, I um I caught the on Netflix Our Universe, narrated by Morgan Freeman. I'm I'm a I'm a nature show person, I like to see the animals and you know, watch what they do, how they do what they do. But on this particular one, they paired the what science knows, understands about space origins of the sun, earth all that stuff, big bang in space. Um, But they paired that dynamic with how it influences life on earth. Um, One story, for example, was around gravity. And they paired that with 
you know, the gravitational attractions of us to the earth, of the moon to the earth, of our solar system to the sun with two little penguins that um, were born on the same different sides of the island. But as they grew their attraction to each other to mate and, and you know, have baby penguins. So, you know, it was interesting. Uh, I feel like my one question when it came to the space stuff, because they went back 15 billion years to know how the sun formed or how other planets and other guys, all that stuff formed and what banged into the other thing to create this thing. Earth used to have another planet that revolved around with it. So they showed all this thing, all this stuff. But I was like, how do they know? You know, I know there's a lot of science. I know there's schools and teams of people who dedicate their lives to understanding this stuff. But without what evidence, what information is available for them to project? I don't know if it's project backwards, but retell a story 15 billion years old with accuracy so i ain't saying that they wrong i don't know um you know the earth could be flat but that's what i kept finding myself asking like how do they know no know this stuff but all that to say i enjoyed it it was good morgan freeman did a great job right. Dog, the uh, special is called cave of adu forgive me if i butcher this cave of adulam a-d-u-l-l-a-m all right, all right. We'll put it on the radar. Is that on a specific format, Hulu, ESPN. Netflix, wherever? ESPN. He's an ESPN oh, oh, 30 that's for 30. the 30 for 30. Yeah, it's yeah, an yeah. ESPN. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, yeah, yeah, got you. Sorry. All right, okay. It's about his dojo, I believe, which is the cave. All right, what y'all been listening to? I mean, you were with me, a lot of Outkast. Uh, what else have I been listening to, man? Uh, some two chains recently. He's got a what lot two of chain? what you listen to. You listen to a song or an album? No, not an album. I just like him on different songs. Like, I like him on the games. I like Boombaye. I like him a lot on that. I love him on on Drake's All Me. Like, I love him on that yeah, song. Man. I love tight. him that's on tight. that song. That's tight. That's tight. That's I'm tight. different. I just love that song. The beat just hits hard. There's just some two chain songs and features that he has that I really like. Uh, what else? What else? And a lot of cash money and no limit, dog. Because my son, he's, he's three and he loves no limit and cash money. So I have to find uh... all the. That's his favorite song. Make him say, uh, is his favorite song. So he, <laughs> he always is like, daddy, daddy, I want to make him say, uh. So I always have to find the clean versions of these songs. He loves Get get Your Roll On by the Big Timers. Of course he uh, does. Of course he does. Another song he loves is, I love uh, it. Can I, I get love some, it. Can I Get Some Cut Up? But, you know, it's hard to find the clean version of that song. So, uh, you know, that's my son. My son, if if you tell what him, what it how is, you, yo? <laughs> yeah, if you tell him, how do you talk to the ladies? He, he'll look at you and he'll be like, uh, "Hello, ladies, how you doing? Give me your number and I'll call and I'll follow that thing in the mall." <laughs> That's his little pickup line. So my kid loves ratchet music, and I'm I'm all <sighs> here for it. 
I'm, I'm here, so for, it, here for all of it. <laughs> I'm here for it, man. Well, uh, I uh, heard Ice T's version of 99 Problems. And I was brought to my attention because Jay-Z had an interview at the time 99 Problems was hot and out about what the inspiration for the song was. And he did not say, I heard it from Ice-T. So, you know, great song, Hove, always going to be Hove, can't take away from the music, but can the rap guy steal and not give credit? Are we okay with that? I'll start with you, Craig. Thanks for the hotline. I made it a hot song. Like, I don't owe you nothing. I, I feel. I feel like. I feel like. Um, I, I but feel like. This happen words, in rap I feel like the using time. the word "steal" is salacious. First of all, okay. All right. Barred, it, you, 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 you took a line and you did what you did with it. The the versions don't sound in, lyrically speaking. They're not the same at all. The all they have in line in common is literally that line the hook the hook yeah i got that you. line that's all content store nothing nothing else like, like you could um I, 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 lyrically speaking that's it so i um stealing eh, it goes back to that nas argument like he replied to nas you made it a hotline i made it a hot song shout out to ice though like that like og I, I i that was one of the rappers i followed in middle school I was one of the only cats really listening to West Coast where I was at the time on my block. So what were y'all listening was, to that was Ice on? Like an A-track player? How old are you? Tape, tape from the flea oh. markets. <laughs> Cassette hey, tape. Man. What hey, decade man. are we in? Hey man, Cassette, Cassette bro. tape. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. If, 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 if I say cassette and I hold up a pencil and you understand why, then you're probably my age. Like. <laughs> Like yeah, when y'all boys were young, the N word was Negro. <laughs> nah, oh, there you go. Nah, hey. when I was young, the N word was well uh, was provided by NWA regularly enough. So well, well, well no, before no. NWA, because I ain't gonna lie, when before. I first moved here, I got into a fight within the first two weeks of school right there at Parkway Elementary because I wasn't, um, I didn't understand the slang "my nigga" at the time. I wasn't coming from an environment where we spoke to each other like that. I was being introduced to the South. And uh, it's a mutual friend of ours that actually pulled me to the side that lived on my block. That'd be like, that was like, yo, that's how we talk to each other. Because I got mm -hmm. moved down here. And within the first three days of school, somebody said, my, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And I, I, got I was taught I had an introduction that you're supposed to, to punch. I had, so that, I had an introduction to it like that, too. Yeah, my first day of fourth grade started at a new school. Fortunately, I, I had cousins. Fortunately, I had cousins, and you know, so I knew it. I heard it. So when it was directed at me, I was like, but I fell in place. I found I found my vocabulary, so it worked out. Yeah, I got, I got pulled to the side. I was like, nah, he ain't even meaning like that. So... No issue with Jay-Z. You, you don't even call it stealing. You got thoughts on it, Mo? 
I mean, doesn't this happen in hip hop all the time? Like, doesn't this happen I, all saying, the time? I mean, but Jay Z, Jay Z, right? I don't know. Biggie, this... I mean, Biggie, Biggie had uh, going back to Cali. That's clearly from LL. Well, I oh okay. So context matters. True. I think some songs, yeah, you take them, you take a hot line, I make it a hot song. Like when it's a known, known, like everybody knew the source of that song when Biggie did it. You think most people know the source of that song? Most people think that's a Biggie song. They do not think that's nah. an LL Cool J song. Well, but I'm Dog, sure LL. I'm sure that's generationally you're speaking. You're thinking about us and the circle we run in. But the generation that is younger than us does not think that that is an LL Cool J song. They think that is a Biggie song. Okay, I, I hear what you... I mean, if... And so did Biggie thinking, ever acknowledge LL? No. I mean, I'm. it might be in the credits. I don't know. I'm. Hear me out. Hear me out. I hear what you're saying loud and clear. Like, if enough time passes and it's your song, yeah, that's, that's fine. But I think the question posed to Jay-Z was where was the inspiration for the song? And his response was me. I mean, if the inspiration for the song was Ice-T, would it, the right thing to have done been to shout him out and give credit? Sure. But, I don't know. Um, well, no. Do I think this it's a big deal? Whoa, 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 whoa. He answered the question correctly. The storyline of this song is based on his personal experience. His personal experience is the inspiration yes. for the song itself. That You're talking line about the verses, is, yes. That line is used to connect the verses, which are, that's the song. It's the hook. Like, it, he flipped it. He didn't even use it in terms of meaning in the same way. This is ridiculous. I pray that Ice-T owns his publishing and he's getting paid <laughs> off Jay-Z's 99 problems. He doesn't. Not that song. He does. Full Rock Nation. Ice T might own it, dog. Because Ice T, you know, he's. I'm, I'm actually pimp. confident on this one. That's whole catalog. Ice T made a song called "Cop Killers" and then became an actor as a detective for the next as 25 years. Right. I uh, love uh, Ice uh, T. Uh, dog. Hey, he do a good job. I don't watch it. Oh, but, he's great on uh, board. He he's does a great. good job. I've I watched episodes. Right, I'm not a regular watcher, but he I've seen great. episodes. Yeah, he's 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 a great actor. Long order, and, well, I, he's a great actor in the roles that he plays because even uh what's uh nino brown what movie was that back in the day talking about generation juice? Jack city. uh new jack city? new jack city yeah juices with yeah. tupac he yes. did a good job okay all juices right well you know whole legacy ain't tainted in my eyes i just thought it was uh I guess I would have, I, I, I thought something different. I would have expected something different. Jay-Z, Ice-T, OG, but, you know, say lobby. All right. What y'all been reading, Craig? Oh, I've been very consistent in the fact that I don't read anymore. I write a lot, though. Hmm. I ain't been reading. It, I ain't going to say you your read. I ain't been reading. You do. You keep saying that, but you read stuff. Maybe it's not logical in any particular order, but you I, 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 I want to drop say, some. I, I've been educate the people. Book. Like honestly, it don't have to be a book. It's a Bible verse in the morning. It's what's it's the been, Bible? What Bible verse? Share oh, verse I, with oh, the oh, people. Oh, okay. So I have this. System. Thou shalt not read. <laughs> <laughs> you think so, right? Um, I got this system. 
where whatever the date is on the calendar, that's the chapter in Proverbs that I read that morning before my morning okay. meditation. So if it's the 14th, okay. I read the 14th because I find even if I do that month after month, even if every every month on the 14th, a different verse will stand out to me in that chapter. Right. Fair. And um, I'm not trying to throw out there that I have some astrological connection that nobody else has. But you know what? It. It, for some reason, that consistently serves itself to be relevant. That's just a regular part of the morning routine. I don't know if I consider that reading. That's all I'm saying. Like, that's just, that's it's the morning words. Routine. It's words. Yeah, but that's no, all. no, I, I, I really want to be, I want to come on here one day and say, hey, I finished the book, Carlton. But no, that, you don't that's not where finish I'm at no right book. Now, that's not what, that's not what we're asking for. It's, it's knowledge is, knowledge exists so many places. And so the whole intent is where you get it. Share because somebody else may not be a reader, but or somebody but that, else may benefit from a routine, or you may read something on the what's today? I don't even know today's date, the 12th. So, the yes, 12th chapter of Proverbs, there might be something that jumped out to you that you want to share to the people. That's all, yeah. Well, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm not ready to share, uh, share all that. That's that's the morning meditation vibe right there. That's that's I'm gonna keep the morning meditation, morning meditation right there, but I do want to actually come and read something by next week but i ain't, I ain't gonna lie i ain't read nothing for this week man how about you uncle mo i've been reading on the french and indian war is uh it's one of the causes of the american revolution so just been doing a little uh research on that man any insight to offer you know for those of you that are not familiar with the war in the french and indian war the title would have you believe that the French were fighting the Native Americans. It's actually the opposite. The Native Americans fought with the French against the British. Um, one of the reasons why they fought with the French is they had a lucrative, they were trading fur with the French. So, you know, they had an established relationship. The other is they noticed how the British were treating them and they kind of like, you could see how this was going to end. So, you know, they end up fighting uh, with the French. The British are getting their ass kicked the whole, at the beginning of the war. So what they end up doing is borrowing a lot of money from various banks in order to finance winning the war. They win the war. Um, but in order to pay back the debts that they incurred from winning the war, they decided to tax the colonists. For example, the Tea Act, which led to the Boston Tea Party, the Sugar Act, uh, other acts such as the Intolerable Acts, things of that nature. So this war had a big hand to play in that because it almost led to the king becoming bankrupt. When he wanted to make that money back, he decided to tax the colonists. The colonists didn't think it was fair, therefore giving you the very famous phrase, no taxation without representation. All right. Consider us educated. Uh, I have been continuing my reading of The Influencer, uh, the, so full title, Influencer, The New Science of Leading Change by a group of people, Carrie Patterson, Joseph Granny, David Maxfield, Ron McMillan, and Al Switzler. Um, as I shared, this, this has been insightful as, a, as I work and coach leaders, me as a leader in my different endeavors, uh, in, in not being a social media influencer, but how do you group work with groups, people, even yourself, your household, and create 
and lead through sustainable, uh, effective and sustainable change. And so when we get to the end of the show uh, for Thoughts of Genius, I actually want to talk about um, one of the keys in that, in uh, being able to identify and execute upon some vital behaviors. Uh, but Influencer, a uh, good book, learning a lot, maybe a third to halfway through. Um, and so I'll just share it as I continue my journey. All right. On that, we'll take a break and be right back. This is Unsolicited Genius. Welcome back to Unsolicited Genius. Uh, before we get out of here, don't forget to like, subscribe, follow. We're here on YouTube. Subscribe so you get all the updates and alerts as we put out new episodes, put out new content. We're on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm me personally. I don't know about Craig and Mo, but you I know, am. check us out. Look for us. You on LinkedIn, Mo? You got a yes, you got a picture and everything. You on LinkedIn, yeah. Craig? It's a real I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on IG. Run it. Craig D. Lindo. If y'all look at my LinkedIn profession. picture, you're going to think I'm you 20. Tie and everything. Yeah, it's very <laughs> Is it a picture from when you were 20? It might have been a picture <laughs> from like me going to like, like a, a prom or something, dog. It's very. <laughs> That's crazy. That's nuts. I don't, I don't update my uh, LinkedIn picture that often. You're a catfish. Mine is definitely. I'm not a catfish. Mine is definitely. You're catfishing. You discriminate against age. You catfish. No, you discriminate (laughs) against age. All right. Well, yeah, why we we not even connected on this messed up, man. But that's all right. Um, So wherever we are, like, subscribe, follow Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, obviously YouTube, and wherever your podcasts are found, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, all those places. Special thank you to our sponsors, Legacy Wear, your legacy awaits, www.legacywearwearus.com, Megacore CBD, Broad Spectrum Hint Derived CBD, the way nature intended, www.megacorecbd.com. And last but not least, special thanks to our rainwater, Monster Bing, Hydrate and Elevate. Check them out at www.aura.rainwater.com. All right. So today, Thoughts of Genius. As I said, I'm reading the book, The Influencers, and one of the keys to creating long-lasting, sustainable, impactful change is being able to identify vital behaviors. And the reason I want to share this is, you know, we're in the holiday season, and as much as it's about gifts and giving and love, the birth of Christ, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, whatever you celebrate, love is supposed to be in it. Joy is supposed to be in it peace supposed to be in it. And a lot of times the stress of trying to please, the stress of buying gifts, the stress of family impacts our ability to enjoy and appreciate the season. And so 
what I thought about with the vital behaviors is, you know, if we know these struggle points, what if we took time within ourselves with our significant others and tried to say, let's do something different. Let's identify key things that if we commit to this, that we could have a better holiday season. And so specifically, vital behaviors are defined as the smallest set of actions that lead to the result that you want. So joyous season, what contributes to that? What do you what can you stop doing? What can you start doing that puts you in a place where you can be your best? And so to help figure that out, use an example from the book. Different than holidays, uh, if you uh, be warned, it's very descriptive. Um, and so if you got queasy stomach, you may want to, you know, get your get your brown bag just in case. But needless to say, in the book, The Influencer, they feature a case from 1986 that Donald, Donald, Dr. Donald Hopkins, who worked for the CDC at the time, basically eradicated the guinea worm disease in this village in East Asia without actually finding a cure. So background being small workman's village, third world, if for lack of a better description, and the people suffered from a, a, a parasitic worm, the guinea worm, that when ingested typically through drinking water, took home in their body and burrowed their way out through an arm or leg, a very painful sore this worm would exit the body. So in order to, you know, in a village where you don't have a lot of resources, where people are poor, finding relief from this uh, parasite was difficult. So at the point of it burrowing, oftentimes the people suffering from it were only able to find relief from it by dipping that joint, that body part into the water. And that's exactly what the worm wants dip it in the water, it spreads its parasitic eggs to then later be consumed by somebody who drinks the water to do the same thing again. So for decades, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people impacted by this worm. Dr. Donald Hopkins and his team found a cure by identifying three vital behaviors that if everybody committed to on a consistent basis, they could eliminate the guinea worm. And what they did some more obvious than others, uh, but one, filter your water. In this community, not easy to do, so it took a lot of time and resources and uh, uh, investment to create the dynamics needed for everybody to properly filter their water. Two, when it burrows, when it hurts, come hell or high water, stay out of the water requires more resources. Where do you find relief? How do you treat somebody who's suffering from this parasite so that they can't get what they typically would get at relief for relief? Not easy, but commit to it and we can eliminate the guinea worm. And the last piece was if anybody who is, let me say it different, the community took responsibility for anybody not filtering their water properly, anybody with the guinea worm attempting to get near the water, the community would confront them to keep them from violating the other two rules that they established. So little politics at play, 
little resource investment, but ultimately by getting the people to commit to these three things, they eliminate a disease without actually finding a cure. So if Dr. Hopkins could do that with his team in a small village in East Asia, you could figure out in your household that in order to ensure that we enjoy this season, we will start with hello, we will end with thank you. When somebody agitates, instead of agitating back, commit to asking the question, what can I do to help you with this situation? And when somebody doesn't say hello, good night, good morning, and or agitates the agitator, the community can say, hey, 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 we committed to these things. So apologize, say thank you, whatever needs to be, and let's get back in rhythm. Just some thoughts, but those little things have big impact. So you find yourself on the struggle bus, personally, professionally. You find yourself having some challenges within or a goal that you're reaching for that you can't seem to get to. See if you can find two, three key things that are small in nature, but have big impact. Reach agreement, make commitment, and you'll be surprised what change you can make. This has been another episode of Unsolicited Genius. Good morning, good afternoon, good night. We'll check you next time. You are listening to Unsolicited Genius.